Tone Deaf is the journey of a theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. I'm sorry for me. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the show we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. So today, on the show, we are doing The Land Before Time 13, The Wisdom of Friends. It's uh, unlucky number 13. The only wisdom of friends I know is that you can pick your nose and you can pick your friends, (laughs) but you can't pick your friend's nose. It's the only wisdom of friendship I know. God. So, I'm going to come right out and say it with this one. Finding anything on the production of this movie was really hard. Everybody just tried to forget it. I feel like... Sweep it under the rug. Like, the last couple, there's been at least a little bit of fun trivia. This one, we have Kenneth Mars was dying, so Grandpa Longneck doesn't talk. (laughs) We have John Ingle, who was Daddy Tops, dies after this film is done, like dies in 2012. Uh, we have Cuba Gooding Jr. and Sandra Oh are the two celebs drafted into this one, and they play the Yellow Bellies, who are named Lufa and Dufa. I'm not fucking kidding. Christ. Yeah. And fans thought that this killed the franchise because other than the TV series, there wouldn't be another Land Before Time until 2016. Those... When, yeah. When did this one come 2006. out? 2006. Oh, wow. There was that large of a gap between yes. 13 and this 14. This came out the same year as 12. Okay. So they basically did one in February, and I want to say this one was November, December. Wow. Is that, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can... Mm-hmm. Now, now remind me, did the 14th one come out when you were in recovery from your surgery? Yes. Okay. Yes, it did, unfortunately. And that's probably why you decided to watch all of them, because you were like, there's a new one out, and now that I'm laid up in recovery, I might as well torture my mental state. Yeah, and I... God, I... I do not like this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's... Like I said with the... uh, With the dvd cover saying all kids will enjoy this adventure it's a fucking lie oh and i was wrong 2007 not 2006 but still Ah. it's a pretty big fucking gap like uh but this is the same year as uh great day of the flyers this was november of 2007 or as great day of the flyers was february of 2007 um and i this got a 35% 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, is that fan or critics? There are zero critics. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I I can find zero Big professional critic ratings. Goose egg. Like, I can't even find the one with the all children will enjoy this movie. <laughs> it, I, I looked... It's not, it's not, uh, it's not 70 minutes of fun. It is not 70 minutes of fun. I, I looked around and granted, I didn't do like a super deep dive. I kind of went, if this isn't on the first couple of pages on Google, then, mm, mm. I feel that this is a well-deserved 35% and I would argue it could be lower. <laughs> now, now... Now, granted, I only I've only seen a tiny little bit of of screen caps from this just mm-hmm. throughout the past. Um, so far, eleven was really really bad. Yes, is do you do you think that this one's worse than eleven, or do you think eleven just barely beats it out, or do you think they're both tied? For... I think they're tied for worst. And maybe that will change this time, because Eleven <laughs> has some of the biggest problems in mm-hmm. any movie in the series. But this one does, too. Because <laughs> is there genocide in this one? No. <laughs> no. But So there we go. There's a positive review for, for uh, yeah. number 13. <laughs> no genocide. Kids will enjoy the lack of genocide. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Any but Hitler youth in the audience probably wouldn't. And there's other big... That is the genocide. <laughs> I want to kill the tiny dinosaurs. There's other stuff like even if, even if this hadn't been one of the most horrifically inaccurate Baypiosaurus Bay uh, dinosaurs in this movie, it would still be one of the worst, if not the worst Land Before Time movie. Even in refreshing myself, trying to find stuff out, I relive the disappointment, the upset, <laughs> the terror of this terrible, terrible movie. Oh. I would not recommend it to kids. I would not recommend it to my worst enemies. Fuck this movie. This movie is bad. And I can see why people thought it killed the franchise, because I thought it killed the franchise. Considering that they were doing them, like, every year to two years, I mm-hmm. could, yeah, with with a gap like that between 13 and 14. And with, with the TV series, the TV series isn't as bad, and it takes place after this movie. Uh, and the main reason is because of the characters that are in the TV series that are not featured in this movie. But um, uh, the TV series, if I remember right, was mostly just canceled because Universal Animation went under during this period. Um, And rightfully so. (laughs) And rightfully so. And I want to say that this was the same year that they had the uh, third Balto movie, which I have ranted to you about before. I don't know if you've seen it. Okay, good. Yeah. I I hate it. So, (laughs) as a kid and young adult, I was not very big into the sequels to movies that I liked. Mm -hmm. Like the direct-to-video sequels, because I had been burned previously, and I knew, okay, these are just cash grabs. Avoid them. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just trying to cash in on the name with as little effort put into making a good product yeah so i just didn't really ever watch them i would you know so like pocahontas 2 i didn't watch oh fuck that movie lots of stuff like like i didn't watch the the lion king sequel until 
we watched it together mm-hmm. and you were like this one's actually pretty good and i took your word for it and yeah so mm-hmm. it's like but yeah so i avoided a lot and then of course with how much i loved land before time growing up mm-hmm. i you know after like the second wait i'm trying to remember what yeah because i saw some of the sequels and then when they turned into musicals which was the first sequel oh, which was the first sequel. yeah <laughs> that i was just i think yeah i think it was just the, the first one i saw with chomper yeah number two and then i was like okay i don't like that was enjoyable it was not the first land before time mm-hmm. i think i'm done and mm-hmm. then they made 12 well 13 more <laughs> so. mm-hmm. and oh, 12 more sorry oh god it's so <sighs> this one because in in doing this rewatch, the more that I think about the 14th, the more I can forgive the 14th because of this one and the 11th one. And this one is... I forgive you because you're not the 11th <laughs> or the 13th. Yeah. This one is... Uh, I am dreading rewatching this. I am dreading it. I wish that we could drink. I wish that we could drink, but I have given up. <laughs> I just thought of like the worst backhanded forgiveness kind of thing. It's like it's like uh, the fourteenth one is is so is like a cheating spouse or whatever. It's like I forgive you because I know the person you cheated on me with was also disappointed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but um. Before before we watch this travesty, this abomination, let's talk about the dinosaur that they ruin worse than what they did to Guido. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> because at least Guido was feathered completely. And at least he was small. And that's about it. Um, <laughs> so... Bapiosaurus is a Therizinosauroid dinosaur, so basal compared to Therizinosaurus, but still related and more derived than our state's own Therizinosauroid, uh, Falcarius utahensis, which was one of the ones that, uh, we'll get into it, uh, but led to Therizinosaurus being put in theropod. And so is this dinosaur, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So when the first skeleton is discovered in 1996 by a peasant named uh, Li Yinzhan, it was the largest dinosaur to be discovered with feathers until Uteranus. Uh, and we're going to get into the feathers in a bit because that is the worst part of this movie's portrayal of the species. And like, more so than just like, oh, they're naked with a couple of feathers. No. The the feathers are the biggest deal about this species, and the fact that they said let's do, uh, let's do Bapiosaurus, but not use the feathers, is probably one of the biggest slaps in the face. Yeah, it's just it sounds like it's more just par for the course with these movies. How they'll they just anytime they try to showcase a dinosaur to be mm-hmm. like, look at this cool dinosaur, they just kind of shit all over its design. Because I will forgive some things very much in this series with the dinosaur designs, but this one, I can't forgive any of it. You, so you forgive Guido and his peckerless face? I will forgive that just because they could have done this to him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least they don't make these two talk like Woody Allen. 
It's worse. It's oh, no. much. It's this oh, no. is. I spoke too bad. soon. This is. This made me so. They angry. don't. They don't Jar Jar Binks them, do they? Oh no. Oh this no. This made me so angry. Your eye, Your your beautiful brown <sighs> eyes lit up with an amber fire. So um, like I so like I said, the skeletons found, and then it's formally described in 1999 as Bapiosaurus inspecta. In inspectus, yeah, in expectus, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm so angry that I'm like... In expectus, gadget, do, 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 do. Um, disappointing. The, uh, the, the city is, er, the dinosaur is named for the nearby city of Bay Piao, uh, and it was named by the same person who named Microraptor, uh, the badass motherfucking Zhu Jing. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about, uh, he was, he was the one who kind of like did a lot of the important groundwork on describing this dinosaur and, uh, this, this dinosaur, uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but, uh, like I said, they didn't know for sure if Therizinosaurus was, and its allies were in Theropoda because of the fact that this is a herbivorous dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, this is a dinosaur that was a little over seven feet long, would have weighed between 99 and about 200 pounds. It wasn't giant, but I definitely wouldn't have wanted to meet this knifey chicken in a dark alleyway. <laughs> uh, Give me all your seed! <laughs> <laughs> they They had long necks, but not they were short compared to later therizinosaurids, and uh, they had four functional to- toes instead of three. They still had the horrific knives at the end of their hands, though not anywhere near as long as like Therizinosaurus, uh, Segnosaurus, those types. Um, but still, if you ran into it in a dark alleyway, you'd shit your pants it still has knives for hands yeah and again this is a seven foot long dinosaur so it's a seven foot long razor chicken yes seven foot long razor chicken they're they are feathery hork bajir there you go yeah aren't hork bajir bigger hork bajir would be they're like seven feet tall yeah they're seven feet tall because they don't have tails right well they they have tails tails. but they they don't have uh, uh they don't have like dinosaur tails where like their posture is too correct. The, yeah, their posture is more tripodal than yeah, a theropod dinosaur, but their their body plans are similar enough cuz gotcha. they I'm sure that if a uh, theropod dinosaur wanted to rear up to look higher, they could, but you know, that's not how they would walk whereas Hork-Bajir apparently walk upright like a human i walk like people yeah i walk like people walk anyway um these guys uh like other therizinos were herbivores and that is the only thing this movie will get right alongside the pot belly that they had for fermenting food in their enormous guts just like other herbivores why are you looking at me so intently Oh, no. Why are you looking at my pot belly that I use for fermenting? You have a cute belly. Um, (laughs) The jaws of uh, Bapiosaurus is only partially preserved, and they kind of looked like sauropod jaws, like with the peg teeth. But it was an adaptation for, I'm going to strip food off of trees and hork it down my throat and let it churn up in the belly. because No no point in chewing. Yeah, no point in chewing. I have discovered a niche that other theropods have not. I swallow rocks. Yeah. Rocks are my teeth. 
and um, the rest of the body, uh, like the rest of the body plan of Bapiosaurus, uh, puts them as well as every other Therizinosaurid in Theropoda, and that was something that uh, Zhu Jing did with describing Bapiosaurus, where he's like. Yeah, you know, I see that a lot of people are thinking that Therizinosaurus is a prosauropod, but that magically made it to the Cretaceous <laughs> from all the way in the Jurassic. But no, we have Falcarius utiensis and we have Bapiosaurus. These are our, well, Falcarius wouldn't have been discovered at this point, but uh, they were another sort of like figuring out the branch from... Uh, all your other Manoraptorids to Therizinosaurus, because they're a little bit more basal. Bapiosaurus was one of the links that kind of connects the two, because they're this transitional fossil into going full-on knifey murder chicken, rather than <laughs> just, I'm a almost knifey murder chicken. Knifey murder chicken! <laughs> and, um... I, I almost did a whole thing about this, but then decided not to, because then I would have everybody's eyes glossing over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but specifically, these are Manoraptorans, which is the same area where Dyn Deinonychus and birds live. So these are bird relatives. And uh, these just happen to be vegetarians. The thing that sets them apart the most, though... And the thing that this movie gets so, 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 so fucking wrong. The most wrong. When I say this dinosaur was known for being the biggest feathered dinosaur until Uteranus, I don't mean that they probably had something like, oh, there's some feathers on the back, but, you know, it's just kind of your standard, like, proto-feathers, whatever. No, this was a fluffy-as-fuck knifey chicken. <laughs> They had two layers of feathers. They had the downy feathers that were similar to other uh, less derived dinosaurs that would be, you'd have the shaft and then a bunch of little branches of Wisp, feathers. Very wispy. Yeah, wispy feathers. But, and with these feathers, they were uh, pretty long comparatively, the longest on the tail being seven centimeters at the longest. But, you know, there's still those wispy uh, downy feathers. But there was another layer of long filamentous feathers that are super unique compared to other fossilized feathers. Most of the simple fossil feathers still were branched. So you'd have your feather shaft and then you'd have some branched feathers coming off. These were one long keratin filament. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. Very unique. Very, like, that is the thing that sets them apart from other dinosaurs. And they weren't just like these thin filaments. They were actually kind of broad. They were broader than most other uh, less derived feathers. And it led paleontologists to think that these were probably for display and communication with the downy feathers being for insulation. And they uh, did tests on the melanosomes and were able to find that this dinosaur would have been brownish more colored like other reptiles, which means that they wouldn't have had the same level of ectothermy as other theropod dinosaurs. In my head, I kind of picture them like a female ostrich mm -hmm. in terms of colors. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's less vibrant mm -hmm. than 
other theropods that they've found. They probably are to to blend into their surroundings and stuff like that. Since they are herbivores, they're not predators. Yeah, and where they come from, it does make sense that they would be less of the... Uh, like, it, it, it makes sense that they would have to rely on feathers for their insulation rather <clears> than, uh, full-on ectothermy based on, or endothermy, sorry, uh, endotherm, warm-blooded, ectotherm, cold-blooded, that it's more like finding your, it, it, there's a really good video by Clint's Reptiles that explains the differences between endothermy and ectothermy and why birds are reptiles. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> birds are reptiles. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. Um, but they, the climate that they lived in, in the region of China that they lived in during the early Cretaceous, would have been, it would have had like kind of these sharp contrasts of warm, humid, wet seasons and then pretty cold, relatively dry seasons, with the average temperature being about 50 degrees. Oh, wow. So surprisingly, yeah. wait, is that 50 degrees Fahrenheit? Yes. Okay. So, 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 so surprisingly cold. Yeah, surprisingly cold. And um, I'm pretty sure that that's what I had read was 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, of course, I didn't write it down. I just memorized that. <laughs> but um, they they basically lived in the same environment as things like Uteranus. And, okay, uh, that makes sense. And uh, some of our other uh, fun feathered uh, theropods like Dilong, which is the smallest tyrannosauroid that they had found with feathers, um, and was the one who made people start going, oh, maybe Tyrannosauroids had feathers, but we haven't seen any on anything bigger. And then they find Uteranus, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this changes everything. This changes everything, because this thing's a fluffy murder chicken. <laughs> and uh, the with, with this living alongside Uteranus, uh, which is a 25 to 30 foot long murder bird, they wouldn't have been like, like they, they were... Not super intelligent, but they're also not super stupid. They have very keen senses to help them get by in this environment where they're a seven-foot murder chicken up against a 30-foot murder chicken. Like, they have to be able to avoid the murder chicken. And it's where camouflage came in. Yeah, it's where camouflage comes in. It's where uh, probably also numbers. I would imagine yeah. that they do. You, do you know if they or should I, I say, do scientists know if they were potentially communal? I didn't see anything that said that, but um, I always other... tend to think that herbivores are communal yeah. just because and you have a better chance of not getting eaten if there's a bunch of you. Other therizinosauroids, I know that they have found like communal nesting grounds. So yeah, they probably traveled in herds and even if it or i guess they're more birdies so flocks but they it would have been more like sort of the loosely formed flocks not a pecking order like tight knit mm -hmm. structure yeah i don't i don't think that they would have had a structured flock with like one that's a leader bird alpha bird it probably would have been more like uh different family units Mm -hmm. living together that had their own individual yeah hierarchies yeah which i honestly feel is often the case with a lot of these animals that do communal living where it's male female because you'll you'll have a lot of uh granted it's mostly in mammals where you have uh the female herds and the male herds or you'll have lek mating where you have one male that has control of a a harem harem. um birds you get that in some groups like prairie grouse uh or 
prairie chickens. Uh, I think sage grouse do it. Cockapoes do it. But these guys, I don't know how they would have. Because they're dead and we can't ask they're them. They're dead. We can't ask <laughs> them. Um, it's, it, we've seen some dinosaurs where they probably could have been in monogamous family structures like the recent t-rex mass graves that they found yeah (laughs) that's really fucking cool and i feel vindicated a little bit about that but (laughs) to have to have a window into the past and to just watch prehistoric earth if i could watch these dinosaurs caring for their young and just living dinosaur just lives animals. being yeah. animals i would lose my fucking shit prehistoric nature channel oh my gosh i want to do ultimate bird watching so <laughs> bad i i want to be in a bubble and just watch and take some pictures and be like oh look and probably practice some dinosaur calls <laughs> i i want to hear a rex yeah and to hear the disappointed noise when it doesn't sound like a Jurassic Park Rex, and it's more like a. <laughs> Are you kidding? I would lose my shit. <laughs> I would love if T Rex, like I know that we found that uh, they probably had that deep rumble, kind of like a crocodile does, where yeah. it's, where it's not a roar. It's way more unsettling than that. But I would love to hear if they had more of a range in vocalizations, because if they sounded like... like like they do like that rumble and like that hiss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if if they... Uh, I want to hear Baby Rex's chirp, like well, Baby Crocodile's. geese hiss. Well, for all we know, dinosaurs could have done a lot of hissing. Yes. Oh, boy, do geese hiss. I've, I've never been hissed at by a cobra chicken, but I've heard of people getting hissed at by cobra chickens, and I've watched it happen. It's kind of funny, because I don't disrespect geese. (laughs) Maybe in another life I was taken down by one. I don't know, because they will drown you. Anyway, um, yeah, these, it, it feels like a real disservice that Land Before Time chose, uh, Bapiosaurus for this movie, because... They really fuck it up. If the yellow bellies from this movie had been Bapiosaurus in real life, they would be fucking dead. Because they're just so for stupid. For so many reasons. Oh my god. And, like, they, they make them really stupid, but then try to make it be like... Well, you'll see. You'll see, because, like, the whole... Th- <laughs> oh, you'll see. Because they kind of... they They have them kind of blundering their way through things, but then being like, oh, the real wisdom is what we know, and... It's it's like they do both white savior and noble savage at the same fucking time with this movie, and it fucking pisses me off. It makes me want to rip the DVD in half and shove it down the person who wrote this's throat. Oh man, trying to do white savior and noble savage at and, the same time. and this is another example where we finally have like POC that are. Uh, not white passing in a movie, and they're in the worst possible characters, and it I, makes me so mad. That's so frustrating, though. That anytime they, they they get these, they'll get good voice actors, good actors, and they put them in shitty roles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I saw Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it, I was really excited, and then I saw who he was playing, and I was like, oh no! And then I watched it, and I was just. Oh no! So, 
Yeah. Kuba. Kuba, no. Why? Huh. Anyway, that's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love when you get very excited and passionate about something, but I also love when you get resigned to how terrible something is. But it's like, just you know, you got to do it, but you don't want to do mm-hmm. it, and you just oh my, you're, you're funny. Oh, I'm glad you think so because I'm in hell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll be there shortly. Yeah, are you ready to uh, go watch Land Before Time completely shit all over a really cool dinosaur? Well, I mean, I've seen these dinosaurs take a fair number of dino dookies all over things that i love so it's just another uh just another cow patty on the at pasture least they fire. keep the body plan the same in most of these dinosaurs this is just is this huh, the <laughs> the only thing they get right is that they ate plants and had a pot belly <laughs> that is it everything else from the body plan to the feathers, to the behaviors, I will, is wrong. I will ask for one spoiler. Do we get incorrectly proportioned or uh, mistoed and fingered uh, sharp teeth villains in this one? That expression says yes. I I didn't even want to touch Dromaeosaurus that is used <laughs> in this. I didn't even want to touch that because honestly, they're... they're representations of dromaeosaurs i love, I love how this this series just makes up dinosaurs like they just make up things oh my god oh my they, god i mean they try to pass them off as existing things but mm-hmm. no it there's a reason that when we cover the tv series we're only going to cover one dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, because of the dark future that has been revealed to us uh, over the uh, the Warrens, the second Warrens episode, um, I mean, hopefully we get a, a, a renaissance of Land Before Time movies that, that try to put a Band-Aid or a splint over the wound that you have suffered as a long-time loving Land Before Times fan, and then uh, that will culminate in was it Land Before Time twenty five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that one is going to go back to being a stinker. So hopefully we get eleven good ones. Maybe the one thing that I can say is we've talked about this before about you know possible CGI remakes and stuff. There is only one way I would be okay with them doing CGI Land Before Time. That is if they made the dinosaurs realistic. To what they are like are you saying including like taking away their big childlike eyes that that make them all adorable and stuff have you seen baby dinosaurs they're already cute hey you think that those naked undercooked chicken wings they're that hatch so out of eggs cute. are cute i would just sit there and go oh you need to eat some food here you go here you go oh you're so cute yes you're screaming because you want food let's give you some more food every time you pull up like a baby bird video and i look at them i just look at them and i go they're not done being made they, they should have so cute. they should have stayed in the egg longer <laughs> they're not done cooking they're premature put them in an incubator that's how i feel about most human babies because then i'm <laughs> like you're not ever going to get feathers <laughs> you're gonna be naked forever <laughs> except on your head 
and in some select areas. But only at maturity. But only at maturity. Where's your feathers? Hair where there was no hair before. <laughs> Baby birds are so cute and they just look, they look so ungainly. And I would love to see an ungainly little foot trying to trap traipse his way around and you when you talk about him like that you always remind me of ant-man's daughter in the first ant-man movie when she gets her ugly bunny rabbit he's so ugly i love him oh my god i guess that explains your choice in husbands (laughs) you're cute you're cute and sexy anyway um i don't know baby birds like inspire a deeper maternal instinct for me than any other baby animal (laughs) which makes sense but still (sighs) anyway we've stalled enough on trying to see this movie this abomination thankfully it's blessedly short let's uh go rip the band-aid off and watch them just bend babyosaurus over and fuck it until I cry at an awesome dinosaur being violated in a horrible way. Well then, let's... Usually uh... you're the one to make that joke, <laughs> but I am I am so mad at what they did to my burbs. I just always expect more out of you than myself, because <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. I have to be extra good compared to my white peers. It's true. It sucks. Let me have this. <laughs> anyway. Let's, let's go watch a couple dinos done dirty. Uh, let's go watch some dinos done dirty. <laughs> and we're off. Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our Patreon sponsors? It is! Woo! We would like to thank our stage crew sponsors, Jeff, Reagan, and Jasmine Wu. And our producer circle sponsors, Jesse, Bianucci, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your continued support of our show. We truly appreciate it. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. We wonder, how did this happen? Or what is that like? Or what happens next? Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. And now... The lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. So, before you ask me what I thought of it, uh, we have a new crowning uh, king turd. Oh my god. For the Land Before Time sanity testing marathon. Uh, yeah, previously, 11, Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses, was the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. It is officially this one. Mm-hmm. Land Before Time 13. 
the wisdom of friends. There's no, no, no wisdom not. here. It's just wisdom of friends. Like, it is the wisdom. Oh, it is the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Well, there is no wisdom here. There is no wisdom here. The only bit of wisdom that we can give is to stay away from this movie. My God. You know, I it, it had been long enough since seeing it that I wasn't sure where this one would fall. Like if it would be the worst or if it would be above Tiny Sauruses and... I'm going to give this one point to Tiny Sauruses. Yeah, me too. While while this one did not have genocide as a theme, I wish it did because <laughs> I want I, I want these yellow bellies gone. I want these yellow bellies gone forever. So, the thing with this one versus Tiny Sauruses is Tiny Sauruses had a decent subplot. It did. Tiny Sauruses had a decent subplot. And And it was something that you could use as sort of a, well, if they had decided to do another draft before releasing this upon the world, they could have changed the focus of Tiny Sauruses because they had that second subplot. That doesn't exist with this one. You know, I'm even kind of scratching my head to think if there's a subplot with this one. There is not. It... If you're stretching, the subplot is Littlefoot learning that different strokes for different folks, but basically. But I think that's the main thesis of the movie. You think so? I yeah, guess that's, that's, that's the actually, main thesis, and they do it really badly. They do do it really badly. It, it, they try to accomplish this different strokes for different folks kind of moral with the dumbest, the dumbest and i don't mean dumb as in design or although i mean yeah (laughs) dumb design i mean the characters in question who Mm -hmm. are the yellow bellies are (sighs) cognitively wanting (laughs) to put it mildly and that's what makes the lesson really fall flat i learned something from you and you're dumb yeah, it, it's it's one of those things... Even dumb people can teach you something. Oh, my hell. And especially because of the way that they do their separations of dinosaurs to basically be stand-ins as, like, different racial groups. Like, not being stereotypes of different racial groups, but, but the way that the, they, they, they do yeah, tend the, to do it that way. They separate yeah. the dinosaurs as if they're separated by race, even though it's species and race and... Spe- there's reasons to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing is, is that the way that they do this makes it really fucking bad. <laughs> it, it turns Littlefoot into a white savior trope. Yeah. It turns the lessons that the yellow bellies teach Littlefoot into the noble savage bullshit of like, like the, the these work for our way. Yeah, the woo-woo shit that white people tend to appropriate is yeah. what they do with the yellow bellies. A bit. And holy fucking shit. Even even without that sort of layer, like if you're just looking at it face value, it's bad. And it's dumb. And there's nothing redeemable about it. It really is This is the first movie that we will get because the next movie has it too. That will remind us both of the worst animated movie we have ever seen in our lives. No. 
No. Mm-hmm. Those sound effects are going to carry uh, over even no. worse. Why do you do... So for those who may be newer to the show or or blocked it out because their brains are kind to them, um, Romeo and Juliet sealed with a kiss uh, is a very bad musical. Uh, we have not. I we don't have, remember. We watched it before we started doing our podcast. And, a long time before. And it was not enjoyable. No. Uh, and the sound effects we're talking about is how, like, like they in Romeo and Juliet sealed with a kiss, you would have like a fish rearing up to like take off, and they would do like a car engine revving noise mm-hmm. and like tires squealing as they yeah, take off. Yeah, sort of stock cartoon sound it's effects that a don't li- work. A, a little too. Uh, golden age of Hanna-Barbera Looney Tunes style mm-hmm. thing that doesn't really fit it and they do a little bit of that in this movie mm-hmm. in that the yellow bellies sound like balloons. rubber ducky squeak toys mm-hmm. and, balloons and balloons when they walk when they, like, that, like if, you, if you just imagine taking a balloon that's inflated and like rubbing your hand on it that noise that's what they do with their balloon bodies it's bad and it makes my brain very angry at my ears for providing mm-hmm. it's, my brain gets very angry at my ears and my eyes for providing it this information because mm-hmm. then it has to decode it and go really this mm-hmm. is what you're giving me mm-hmm. so uh in or in an attempt to be uh blissfully merciful <laughs> i'm going to dive right in <sighs> because i want to be done with this one so mm-hmm. that I can beat my head against the wall because I don't have any alcohol to try and murder those brain cells. I'm gonna. We can do what the yellow bellies were doing in the hard, rocky areas and just slam our heads into the ground. Yeah, trying to bury your head under the ground mm-hmm. as no animal does, not even ostriches, which that trope was popularized with. My hell. Anyway, The Land Before Time 13, The Wisdom of Friends. The show opens up in the already formed solar system as the camera zooms in on Earth, and our lovely narrator, for the last time, explains that the planet is billions of years old, and lots of creatures have lived on it during that time, all of which have faced challenges and have had to develop their own wisdom to keep them safe from danger. This is explained to us as a tiny amphibious creature runs and hides from, like, a hundred raptors who are being who are uh. running and being chased by a T-Rex. And then the Rex stops to be like, hmm, I smell something. And then it doesn't see the little guy, and then it just stomps off. The little guy comes out of hiding and shrieks, unable to believe that it was able to hide and survive. Yay, adaptations, I guess. This whole intro part I don't really feel like serves a purpose because it, it is it almost feels like it was added in mm-hmm. because it is glossed over it goes right from that just into meanwhile in the great valley yeah yeah it, it even does a fade to black and then fades to the great Valley. Yeah. the animation in this yes. movie is such a step down thank you i i, I forgot i was going to mention that like five minutes ago and then i forgot it oh my because god it's so bad. One of the few compliments we've given on each show as they've progressed is that the animation is a step above what came before. Like, mm-hmm. pretty consistently. It either was on par or it was a step above. This is the first show where it has 
backtracked. Mm-hmm. The animation is lesser than it has been. Yeah, it's... Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, boy. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this scene is kind of pointless, and the screen goes to black and right into the Great Valley, where the narrator is like, And the dinosaurs of the Great Valley are gonna have to develop wisdom. Or something. And then we see Baby Steps eating food, and knocking down little trees to eat more food. And then he hops on a downed tree that has fallen on a chasm, and Gma Big Steps is like, Baby Steps, get your motherfucking ass off that motherfucking tree before I beat your motherfucking ass. And Baby Steps is like, but there's still tree stars on this tree. And bam, an earth shake happens, and the tree starts to fall into the chasm. And Gma Big Steps saves Baby Steps, but almost falls into the chasm herself and dies. That night, Baby Steps is having a bad sleep story where his Gma dies by falling down that very chasm. And Baby Steps wakes up from his sleep story all, Can we unpack the fact that Littlefoot does have some serious trauma with Earthshakes and parental figures Uh, and they don't unpack it? If you saw a parent die right in front of you when you were a child, that would give you some baggage. Yeah. That would give you some baggage. And they gloss over it and it's like, no, 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 this happened to his mother too. Like, she didn't fall down a chasm, but an Earthshake was part of what... It sounds like we need to have a movie where we get a psychologist dinosaur who sits mm-hmm. has little little baby steps sit down on a on mm-hmm. a oddly shaped rock and this tells him about his this is the rock that looks like a couch. <laughs> <laughs> but because like Tell yeah me about your mother baby steps yeah the fight with the sharp tooth was part of what killed uh, Mama Longneck but also. The earth shake didn't help things. The earth shake didn't help things, and it caused him to be separated from everybody, and he had to go on his trauma bonding adventure. Yeah, and so he he has some trauma with it. That would have been a better movie than what we got. I mean, we've both been in mild earthquakes, and I can Mm -hmm. say I'm not a fan of them. No. So if I if I was in an earthquake where the ground was dropping out from under me, and I Mm -hmm. was seeing people die, um. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd probably have some bad sleep stories, too. Yeah, like, I I feel like that was, considering where the rest of the movie goes, that was a pointless way to introduce the whole, the wisdoms will keep you safe. Yeah, it really it was. It was a shitty way of doing it. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. It, yeah. But it just <laughs> serves for trauma for the millennials that grew up with the first movie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So yeah, anyways, Baby Steps wakes up all, ah! And Gma is like, calm down, you're fine. I'm the one who almost died, you little shit. <laughs> and then Gma goes on to explain that they have to use wisdoms to keep safe. And, all, and although they've all... <laughs> although they've not always called them the wisdoms when imparting their wisdom to Baby Steps, her and Grandpa have always tried to teach Baby Steps the wisdoms and baby steps is like teach me the wisdoms i'm tired of being dumb (laughs) i thought it was a really dumb way to kind of retcon Mm -hmm. this whole concept of just lessons you know by calling it the wisdoms like like even though we've never called them the wisdoms until now every single time we've told you oh you can do this or remember this those were always wisdoms but we never 
told you that they were called Wisdoms until we needed to make a 13th movie and have a plot for that 13th movie. And literally, like, any other plot would have been fine. I really, uh, I don't like when children's movies do a, here's the lesson, and we're gonna tell you what the lesson is, and we're gonna hammer it in, but we're gonna do it really badly the whole time. You know what would have been a better title for this movie? The Berry Valley Adventure. Yeah, the Berry Valley Adventure would have been fine. It would have been Instead fine. Instead of trying to shoehorn in this whole, oh, it's the Wisdoms. It's the Wisdoms. God. It's like, what the? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <sighs> Especially because they kind of imply that each herd has their own and they all call it their own their thing. Their own thing. Which should have been a clue that. Maybe we don't do the lesson the way that we're doing the lesson in this movie. <laughs> and also the fact that the like I'll get we'll get to that in my notes, but the way that uh, the kids talk about that, it kind of implies it should implied in a way that the yellow bellies when they meet them, they have their own wisdom mm-hmm. that they do in their own way. But Littlefoot is trying to teach them his version the way that he's Mm -hmm. been taught the last 24 hours and now he's an expert on the subject god but the next day the baby gang is planning or sorry the next day the baby gang is playing in the stream and pretending to drown you know for fun and baby steps freaks out all oh god someone is dying they need help and Sarah is like, calm down, we're only pretending to drown and die in this shallow stream. And Baby Steps is like, but pretending to be in trouble is against the wisdoms. And the baby gang asks about what this fresh bullshit is that Baby Steps is spreading. <laughs> and we find out that each dino group has their own version of wisdoms, like say-sos and tells, you know, Do what I tell you because I say so. That kind of shit. And we get a really, really terrible song with all the different dinos complaining about the say-sos and the gotta-dos and their parents telling them to do them. And the song ends with Sarah charging into and smashing a little tree, uprooting it, and falling into some tall grass where her friends just laugh and laugh until Sarah screams like a little bitch and rushes out (laughs) of the tall grass saying that she saw something horrible. She saw some horrible, terribly drawn freak of a dinosaur. (laughs) And right on cue, (sighs) Lufa, Doofa, and Fooby, the strong but silent and stupid type, <laughs> come out of the bushes. These incredibly stupid dinos are just full of uh, dumb dialogue and slapstick that uh, I won't really attempt to dictate here because I love you, dear listeners, and I want to spare you the unimportant nonsense. It... Which which I feel bad about that line right there because everything I'm about to tell you now is unimportant nonsense. Like we said... <laughs> You don't need this movie. You don't need it. You don't need it at all. If you wanted to to watch the fresh hell that we've recently been suffering through, skip this one. Yes. You, you don't need it. If you're a completionist, okay, go ahead. But it's not necessary. These characters never show up again. I would say ever. Make, make a fun drinking game out of it uh, or whatever your, your thing of choice is. Every time the yellow bellies try to bury their heads in stone, take a shot. Every time that you hear the yellow bellies do a squeak toy sound, eat a whole brownie. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> uh, 
finish the bottle, you know, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, the baby gang follows the yellow bellies on their journey to Berry Valley. And the st- and, st- and they stop for a drink and explain that they're not lost. They're meeting up with their herd. And Berry Valley, where all the yellow bellies will have lots of berries to fill their yellow bellies with. And the yellow bellies do some comedic slapstick while talking about how they're going to get to where they need to go all while bumping their bellies and making squeak toy noises yeah so one thing i just want to touch on (laughs) real quick is how fucking dumb it is this idea that the yellow bellies have to go to an entirely different great valley in -hmm. order to get berries Mm-hmm. When they're in the fucking Great Valley, mm-hmm. and there's vegetation everywhere, mm-hmm. and we've seen them eat berries in the Great Valley. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a cartoon, Warren. It's just a cartoon. <laughs> but it's a bad cartoon, and it should uh... feel bad. The Yellow Bellies then depart the scene, and Baby Steps looks on with a concerned look. And that night, Baby Steps has a bad sleep story where he worries about the yellow bellies falling to their deaths in some in the same chasm that his grandma almost died in. Baby Steps rallies the rest of the gang and sets out to track down the yellow bellies so they can teach them the wisdoms and help them and help keep them safe. All while Sarah is like, "This is stupid." And Petrie tells Baby Steps to stop eating tree stars before sleepy time so he doesn't have any bad sleep stories. <laughs> We cut to the yellow bellies looking out into the mysterious beyond, being like, Boy, that looks mysterious. Damn it. Wonder what's beyond it. So, initially they're looking... They're on a cliff edge looking into the Great Valley. Yeah. And then Fooby, the silent one, taps them and points the other direction. And Mm -hmm. then they turn around and see the actual mysterious beyond. Yep. Uh, Yeah. You know, I wonder if... This whole thing is because Finding Nemo existed with Dory, and they just decided to create an entire species of Dorys, and thought that that would be okay. I find Dory to be infinitely less annoying. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they knew how to write Dory, but, like, these folks are copycats and acts. Dory isn't dumb, Dory is forgetful. Yeah. These guys are dumb. Dumb. But, like, they sometimes play off some of the stuff as, like, oh, oh they're, they're just forgetful. Yeah, they're just forgetful, or they're just naive, or they're just... Baby and steps just... in the gang will repeat the same goddamn yeah. wisdom to them 15 times, and they just are always like, that sounds like fun! Yeah, and, uh, like, I got vibes that that's what they were trying to go for. And you could and be right. they missed it by a fucking... You know, the more I'm thinking about it, especially, uh, crap, I don't... Trifa. Yeah. I'm sorry that you... I think. Commit. No, Wait, you're, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, I'm... Sandra O's oh's character. Uh, a great voice actress who... Great actress in general. Yeah, great actress God in general. damn, you poor woman. Shitty role. But yeah, her character specifically, there's some scenes that, now that you're mentioning Dora... Uh, not Dora. Dory. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dory. Yeah, Dory. Uh, <laughs> now that you're mentioning Dory, I'm seeing the parallels that... that yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they were going for, an entire species of Dorries. And also, <laughs> I will say that, like, the designs and everything is based off more of Dodos than uh, Bapiosaurus. They do look like Dodos. They look like Dodos with shit sticking dodos out of their Dodos weren't heads. that dumb. 
No, they were just flightless. Yeah, they're just flightless birds they that couldn't didn't, get away from predators. Yeah, they couldn't get away from predators. They didn't have natural predators, so of course they're going to come up to you and be like, "What are you? Huh? Oh God! No, no, now I'm dead and you're eating me." Yeah, they think giant pigeons. That's what dodos are. Pigeons are smart. That's why they. That's why they exist in huge numbers. You don't do that if you. <sighs> <sighs> So yes, this movie makes me so mad. That's because it's very dumb, and you try to think about it, and and, and it then just you, gets worse. And then you also feel dumb because you're trying to to rationalize this this dumb mm-hmm. dumb movie. So yes, the yellow bellies see the mysterious beyond, and baby steps and the gang show up to be like, uh, we don't think you're ready to go because you're dumb. We need to teach you some wisdoms before you leave. That way, you'll survive. And right on cue, the ground they're standing on gives way, and a chunk of the cliff falls with them on top of it, and slides down the mountainside and into the mysterious beyond. And the reason it gave way was because when the kids showed up and surprised them, they all slammed their heads into the ground, and that caused little cracks that... Or any cracks that were already there to get worse. Yeah, and they don't explain why until later they slam their heads on the ground constantly when they're scared. Yeah, think the bad trope with ostriches. Yeah. But yes, they slide into the mysterious beyond. I know it's too much to hope that these annoying assholes get eaten, but I'm still going to hope. (laughs) Anyways, everyone is unharmed after the rock slide, and the yellow bellies are like, Oh yeah, we're looking for a big pile of rocks that looks just like us. That's where we'll meet with the rest of our herd. The rock pile in the distance gets the notice of Fooby, who tries to point it out to the other two, and they're like, What? We look like that? And then they play with their fat bellies. And make more squeak toy noises. Uh, Baby Steps tries to give them the first wisdom lesson, but they're too dumb to receive the lesson. And Baby Steps and the gang are just like, fuck it, they're on their own, and wish them luck. And tell them to stay in a group before leaving the Yellow Bellies to their fate and walking off. The end. That's where it should have ended. That's where it should have ended. The Yellow Bellies mush together into a big Yellow Belly because... He said stay in a group, ha ha ha, but quickly forget and decide to wander around separately, much to the exasperation of the baby gang who are like, these dumb motherfuckers. And they decide that they have to hold their yellow belly hands and guide them to safety or they'll surely die. As Baby Steps and the rest of the gang lead the Yellow Bellies through the mysterious beyond, we see Sarah getting grumpy at flower petals being thrown on her, because it's... Uh, one of them is playing with flowers, right? And just like throwing the petals up and they're falling down behind her and landing on Sarah. And Sarah's just like, ah, ah, ah. Yep. Yeah. Fooby, the dumb but silent type, is sharing some berries with Thag and Baby Steps is trying to explain the wisdom to the Yellow Bellies again. The Yellow Bellies are like, why are you so worried about this predator-filled wasteland? We're completely and utterly alone! (laughs) And the sound echoes through the mysterious beyond, and we see a group of sharp teeth be all... Which I think means, I have no idea what kind of sharp tooth we're supposed to be, because we sure as shit don't look like any real dinosaur. (laughs) 
Kay uh, I, told me that they're supposed to be baryonics. Yeah, that's, that's what the wiki That's claims. what the wiki claimed. They don't look like baryonics. No, they don't. Like, much in the same way that many of the dinosaurs that we've seen don't look like the dinosaur they're supposed to be. Yeah. And baryonics were uh, aquatic dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. But that didn't stop Spinosaurus in the last that movie. That didn't stop them from having Spinosaurus in the Mysterious Beyond. <sighs> We cut back to the group and the yellow bellies who are like, I'm thirsty. And the baby gang are like, okay, we'll go find you some water. Stay here in a group, okay? And the yellow bellies fall into a pile and make a squeak toy noise. While the baby gang is off looking for water, the yellow bellies comment about how, you know, those, those things that you see when it's hot that are in the distance, that are not real, but they look like real things? Anyways, a pack of probably not real things are running right at them with their <laughs> mouths open, and the yellow bellies flee from the not-mirage sharp teeth and right into a dead end of a cavern. Yep. And they attempt to hide... <laughs> they attempt to hide from their impending death by burying their heads underground, but they just smash their faces into the stone floor of the canyon. Cornered and unable to run or hide, the yellow bellies start bouncing up and down, making squeak noises as their massive bellies hit the stone. And as the sharp teeth just stand there, growling and slowly closing in, the bouncing yellow bellies cause a rock slide in the canyon with some aid from the baby gang who are up on top of the canyon and they are able to bury the sharp teeth under rocks. I'm sure they're dead now and we won't see them ever again, especially since this same tactic has been used to kill sharp teeth previously. So surely it will work this time too, this early in the movie, right? Right? This is the last we'll see of these sharp teeth as they're buried under tons and tons of rock, right? You know, if they would have kept these guys accurate to what they looked like, instead of having them bouncing their bellies on the ground, all that they would have to do is show those big-ass claws and be like, Hey, get the fuck out of here, motherfucker! Yeah. Like... They but they give them, instead, they give them, like, stupid nubby toes. Yeah. Like, toes for fingers instead of the, the big claws that they would have had. The yeah. The six-inch blades. Like, I, I get it. I get it. I don't. With a kid's movie, you always are trying to make the herbivores the friendly types and the carnivores the mean, scary types. But A, stop it. B, it doesn't... See, it makes this not work. And I, and I feel like it would have been a great opportunity for them to initially be like, ah, sharp yeah, teeth. Yeah. And they're like, what? Sharp teeth? Where? Yeah. And they're like, you. Well, I'm not sharp teeth. I eat plants, see? And then yeah. they reach up with their claws and like grab plants. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, so those claws aren't for hunting. Nope. Grab. Yeah. And then, and you could still have like them be a little odd because they're- sure herbivorous theropods and you could have them be a little quirky whatever or have them have like rituals and uh literally a million other things everything different from littlefoot and the rest of the gang and not have them be so mind numbingly stupid Mm, and annoying you could have done literally anything a million other things the whole lesson the thesis of the movie is people have different customs is basically the thesis of the movie basically yeah you do not it 
pisses me off so much that you do this lesson by making the people with the weird, strange customs fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. That, ooh, Sure, instead of having them just be strange by what we consider the standard, we have to make them dumber than dumb can Mm -hmm. possibly be dumb. Yeah, and have it so that Littlefoot thinks he needs to help them when really, like, it could just be like, oh, well... If you're going through the mysterious beyond, you'll be in trouble. Oh, no, we go through there. It's fine. No, I've got to come with you because, you know, something like that even. Have them speak in a weird, like, theropod language that's slightly herbivore common. Like, sprinkle that in. Make it anything but making them stupid. They could have done anything without... Literally anything other than that. (laughs) Because... Doing it that way, it, 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 it does not teach the lesson that they're trying to teach. It really doesn't. You know, I don't think I've ever wanted to punch one of the screenwriters for this as bad as, mm-hmm. as I had to for this one. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wanna, it makes me so angry. I just want to, I want to print out my notes, roll it up into a bludgeon, and just smack them with it. Mm-hmm. Just go, why? Why did you mm-hmm. do this? Because it doesn't teach the lesson that they're trying to teach. No. Okay. Anyways, the baby gang reunites with the yellow bellies and they continue on the march to reunite them with their herd. Sarah almost kills them when they're like, hey, did you find water? I'm thirsty. Uh, that, I did, that part was funny. Just Sarah's just like, just you stupid assholes. Anyways, the gang marches until they get uh, to Yellow Belly Rock and reunite the Yellow Bellies with their stupid, stupid kinfolk, who are all hiding with their heads under the sand and their asses in the air pretending to be a bush. The wisdom that we get from the Yellow Bellies in this is they're saying, tush in the air and look like a bush. Yep. That's that's their thing. <sighs> Tush in the air, look like a bush. So there are different extant theropods that will camouflage. The one I'm thinking of the most, like, that will actually, like, do a form of camouflage to keep predators from noticing them. There are two types that I think of right off the bat. Both are parrots. One are lineolated parakeets, where they will... they in the wild or green, they're shaped like leaves. They will do this pose in captivity uh, that we call the dead linny, where they stick their head down, be- ass up, and they hold completely still to look like a leaf. Because mm-hmm. it makes sense in their natural environment. Yeah. Cockapos look like leaf litter because until people started showing up on the island with rats and cats... The only predators they had were hawks, so they would blend in with the ground and move very, very slowly and have a freeze response. No bird sticks their head in the ground and their ass in the air to look like a bush. I doubt that any dinosaur did the same thing. The closest would be ankylosaur digging, and that was for roots and tubers and water. Not to hide in the ground. And I get the feeling that they were playing it off of, like, the trope, like I said, the trope with ostriches, which isn't even a real thing. Ostriches don't do that. 
and the thing that just kind of compounds their stupidity is that they keep trying to slam their heads into the ground in stone to hide Mm -hmm. that they're not smart enough to be like huh this is hard as we're walking on it the clap 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 of my feet on this hard stone like just animals (laughs) animals even if they're not like human level intelligence Mm -hmm. they still are intelligent in their own right with their own ecosystem and their own behavior yeah that just i'm thinking about this too much okay (laughs) so god i hate this movie uh, yes me too so they get to the yellow belly rock uh tush in the air look like a bush and as the yellow belly wisdom goes Baby Steps tells the others that they had better stay here for the night because they won't be able to make it back to the Great Valley before dark. We then cut to Tria and Gma Big Steps talking to one another about the missing children and hoping that they're safe. It cuts back to the Yellow Belly Herd as their... Oh, sorry, it cuts back to the Yellow Belly Herd and their desert oasis where they lead the gang into a song about shaking your feet to the Yellow Belly Beat. The rest of the gang does not want to dance with them, except Thag, who is like, Wait, these yellow bellies just eat, dance, and sleep? I'm down, where do I sign up? And Thag dances with the yellow bellies. We do get, like, eventually the the siren call to dance with the yellow belly beat does get to all of them, and they all do attempt to dance mm-hmm. and party with the yellow bellies, but it's it's a very stupid song in a very stupid movie. And there's a very stupid plot. There's all sorts of like, okay, little foot, what do we do now? There's these are fucking adults. <laughs> Asking they, a child. Yeah, I just <sighs> and the song was a Hakuna Matata ripoff that it, wasn't good. It absolutely was a Hakuna, Hakuna Matata ripoff. You and Shay were both so funny with that. Just like, wow, they're they're <laughs> they're stealing from uh, every better animated movie out there so uh it it frustrates me to no end and this song wasn't even good nope there are no good songs in this one that's a first that is a first that there are literally zero decent songs well says you i i don't like most of them the vast majority of them but they will at least have like one that's better than the others yeah Yes, yeah. it does seem nah. like they have one that they put a little bit more effort into than the others. If I had to guess which one they put more effort into, it would have been this one, the Yellow Belly Beat. But mm-hmm. that's saying absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's it goes too long. It's not fun. No, it, it it no no do another draft. Do another draft. Single get draft. rid of the get rid of the squeak toy noises. Single draft, motherfuckers. The Yellow Belly philosophy that we glean from this song is don't worry, don't think, don't prepare, just slapdick your way through life. (laughs) It's possible that I'm missing something from that song, but frankly, I think I suffered a mild stroke during that scene. (laughs) Anyways, to no one's surprise, we cut back to the sharp teeth buried under the rocks as they unbury themselves and growl and hiss in anger. We jump back to the we jump back to Baby Steps, who wakes up Sarah and is like, "Look, these dumb fucks will die unless I, Baby Steps, take them to Berry Valley, where where they'll be safe." Okay, sauropod savior. Yeah, Sarah is like, "Come on, they're fine. Leave them alone." 
And also, don't ever wake me up or I'll gut you like a fish. <laughs> and then Sarah lays down and goes back to sleep. We cut back to the Great Valley where Gma Big Steps is like, okay, now I'm worried, as the sun rises, implying that she's been waiting up all night for Baby Steps to get home. The scene goes back to the Yellow Belly herd and Sarah asking Baby Steps if he thinks they can really lead these slap dick these slap dicks to Berry Valley. <laughs> Baby Steps tells them to all stay in a group and they set out into the desert, pursued by the angry sharp teeth who follow in their tracks. <laughs> okay, there we go. <gasps> exit left, pursued by a sharp tooth. Uh, exit, yeah, exit left, pursued by a shitty pack of Baryonyx. We see Yellow Belly and the herd marching as the different Baby Gang members wrangle Strang uh, wrangle stragglers who start to wander off and then we see the adults from the great valley looking for their babies and following their tracks to the broken cliff edge where they fell into the mysterious beyond the yellow belly herd and the baby gang find their way to some desert water and everyone takes a brief bath and rejoices they continue walking and find a grassy field Baby Steps tries to have a wisdom con conversation with the Yellow Bellies, but basically says, fuck it, when the <laughs> conversation leads nowhere. Because in that one, he's just like, he's, Baby Steps is trying to be like, well, if you don't think about what you're doing, how do you know what you're doing is right? Mm. And then he goes, now you're thinking like a long neck again. And he's barely, and little yeah. foot, Baby Steps is yeah. just like, okay, fine, fuck it. Because like, it's this whole like, oh, just go with what you feel. Yeah. And, which is the wooiest. You mean, sometimes I feel like that, that information can be good, you know, mm -hmm. it's one of those kind of like, like, listen to yourself, but their entire philosophy is just, lol, whatever. Yeah. It'll just work out. Cause they even say that they even say that in in one of the earlier lines that they, that if you don't it, it'll work out if you don't think about it it's yeah. like yeah <laughs> essentially what they say oh my hell yeah it's really really annoying but yeah so baby step says fuck it when the conversation leads nowhere the yellow bellies get excited and rush to what they think is berry valley but it's just some berry bushes the yellow bellies gorge themselves on these berries and then pass out. Baby Steps laments that he's been trying to teach them some wisdoms, but they're too dumb to learn. Because all the Yellow Bellies do is just YOLO their way through life without a shadow of a thought rolling around in their vacant skulls. <laughs> Baby Steps then sings a kind of sad song about knowing what to do, about not knowing what to do, and the gang talks about all the ways to make it through life. Keeping your eyes and ears open, listening to your heart and your tummy, and, uh, you know, no. This is dumb. It makes no sense. They're talking about a lot of nothing. This whole show is a lot of nothing. It really is. It really is. Thankfully, the song ends and a thunderstorm pops out of nowhere and a terrible rhinoceros gobbles up all the yellow bellies. <laughs> the end. I wish. <laughs> I promise we'll do James and the yeah. Giant Peach at some point. It just fit this. I know I've made that joke before, but it just... I, I, it's, it's a better some, movie. Yeah, it's better. It's a much better movie. <laughs> but no, the yellow bellies freak the fuck out from the lightning, and the baby gang has to wrangle them again. Baby Steps has the bright idea to lead them all to higher ground, you know, in a lightning storm. My fucking hell, little foot, you fucking numbnut. No, but even though Baby Steps acknowledges that this was a bad idea, but he's <laughs> worried about sky water instead of bright sky fire spikes. 
Do they even call it lightning? Do they have they a word don't for lightning? Ha- they've never said lightning before. And I just, I sit here and I think about that one peak in Yellowstone that has like some of the most lightning strikes mm-hmm. in the park. Yeah. And I'm just like, you dance. We got to get to the highest point. <sighs> <sighs> Seriously, Littlefoot, where, what wisdom did your grandmother g- give you to do that? I bet you anything, your grandmother had something about lightning, like... If, for some goddamn reason, you end up in a lightning storm, Littlefoot... What's lightning? Don't you mean the bright sky fire spikes? Yes. Whatever. Get to shelter. Not under a tree. I know that you're thinking that. Now, if there's sky water... And Littlefoot got his wires crossed or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, if there's sky water, head to higher ground. Mm-hmm. But the whole herd keeps on marching up the cliff path towards the top of the canyon in the rain. I mean, Skywater. The gang marches until they find a outcropping that they decide to hide under until the storm stops. Time passes and the storm... and while that's going on, Lufa walks off the other direction, looking up in the sky and drinking water as it falls. Catching water in her mouth. At least they didn't make them drown like turkeys. I would have preferred that. I would have preferred it if they had to go around and like close their mouths because they were just staring up in the water. Which that's not a real turkey thing because wild turkeys exist, y'all. I felt very light too when I learned that because I spent many years of my young life believing that turkeys were dumb and mm-hmm. would drown in a rainstorm. Yeah, I mean, turkeys are not the smartest birds, but... Also, Johnny Bravo lied to me because they did that in Johnny Bravo. Didn't he stick his... Yeah, and Johnny's yeah. like, what's everybody looking at, huh? What are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't... I don't... <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. <laughs> you do that really well. Um, I, I think that... that particular stereotype is a little bit of a try to make you feel better about what you're eating but we talked about that off mic <laughs> oh while yeah we're, while oh, yeah, we're both that, uh, omnivores yeah that uh that we are aware that we uh, eat that the, what we eat is alive the propaganda of uh trying to make every animal that is a food animal in mainstream society, uh, people think that they're stupid, mm-hmm. so it kind of alleviates the guilt of eating an animal. It's the docility of herbivores to make you feel better about it, and it's like, no, nah, an herbivore will fucking kill you. Yeah, and uh, this PSA, acknowledge that you're eating another life form. All of nature does that. Uh, plants are living things, too. Either be okay with it, or don't be okay with it, mm-hmm. but pick yeah, your side. <laughs> eating, eating plants, uh, for some, can be the most... Uh, harm mitigation, but for others they don't have access, so be conscious of that too. Be conscious of food deserts and of places where uh, you don't get plant material so you have to rely on animal protein. Just, you know, it's the lesson that this should have fucking taught, that people have different lives and have different customs. Different and strokes di- for different Yeah! Parts. Wow! Jesus, this fucking movie... They could have even had them eating some sort of noxious weed, and all the other dinosaurs are like, Ew, you're so That's dumb, poisonous. you're eating that, yeah. it's poison. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? It's nom, delicious. Nom, nom, nom. Bam, nom, nom. We're adapted to this. <laughs> Anyways, time passes, and the storm stops, and Baby Steps is like, Hey, the sky water stopped. And all the yellow bellies excitedly rush out from under the outcropping, and the flattened corpses of Ducky and Petrie reanimate themselves and reinflate. 
<laughs> stating that they do not want to do that ever again. Oh, yeah, and there's the fart noise. God, yeah, when all the yellow bellies are cramming under the outcropping, it's like this literal mountain of yellow yeah. bellies as they're just piled on top of each other to fit under this outcropping, and they make a... The first fart joke in the entire Land Before Time series. So the Congratulations, thing... you did it! You did it! Aren't uh... you so proud of yourself, Land Before Time? Fuck you. I... <laughs> I, I, there's the part of my brain that wants to try and, like, dissect this to try and rationalize why they went with some of the decisions that they did. Like, okay, these this type of dinosaur would have had a large stomach that was been used for fermentation. Fermentation creates mm-hmm. gas. Maybe that could be used to explain why they sound like balloons, because they're full of gas. Maybe that's why they squeak. That's gas escaping. That's why they fart it, because it's gas, because they're full of... No, it's just, I can't... Every single herbivore should have been doing I that can't, then. I can't give them that much credit because Mm-mm. that implies that there were there was intelligence and knowledge behind some of these terrible decisions rather mm-hmm. than just hey, kids will laugh at fart noises yeah yeah uh, god i hate this movie we are almost done thankfully Thank fuck as the, i you know did you notice how i didn't, did i did not have us pause during this one uh, i kept my notes I was able to keep them... There's a lot of stuff that I left out because it was just dumb slapstick. Mm -hmm. Just dumb slapstick. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's no reason to have it in this. And then Doofus slapped his belly, and it jiggled, and it made a balloon noise. Yeah. Like, just, no. No. Okay. Anyway. This whole time, just every time that a yellow belly's on the screen, just imagine the sound of balloon... Of of someone someone rubbing rubbing a balloon. balloon. Yeah, really. (laughs) Rubbing a balloon, squeaking a rubber ducky, and farting. (laughs) I, okay, they only have one fart in the whole movie, but but that's still. all these that's all these things are. They are just a fart joke that's been animated. As the yellow bellies are just standing and being happy over the storm ending, the baby gang goes a, takes a head count and realizes they're that they are missing one, Dufa, who wandered away because of course she did. They go find her, and she is blissfully unaware of the danger that she is in as she is on a cliffside that is crumbling around her because all this water is streaming down. Mm-hmm. It's eroding the side. And she's just got her... She's just... I'm a yellow belly. I don't worry about anything. Just dancing in place as she's... As death is coming towards her. There's no reason for this. So yes, the cliffside is crumbling around her, and she's on the verge of being smashed by a landslide. Doofa jumps at the very last possible moment and is grabbed by the others and pulled to safety. As the herd continues, they are attacked by the sharp teeth who give chase. The herd is cornered and shaking with fear. Baby Steps doesn't know what to do. There's a line right after that. Um, oh, with, yeah. With, you have a going, oh, oh, stay in a group like yeah, them. Like them. And then you see the sharp teeth come up yeah. and it's like, God damn it. Fuck this movie. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, the herd is cornered and shaking with fear. Baby Steps doesn't know what to do. And he asks Fooby, Fooby, what do you feel like doing? And Fooby just starts to shriek, just, ah! That's just, yeah, and, which makes the others start to shriek, and apparently the shrieking scares the sharp teeth, and they're all just like, oh, oh, what's this noise that they're making? Yeah. The, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Then they start shrieking and bouncing up and down, shaking the ground and driving the sharp teeth back further and further until they are backed up against a ledge. The yellow belly's bouncing causes the rocks underneath the sharp teeth to break away and the sharp teeth fall to their deaths. Lucky for them, they don't have to watch any more of this movie. After the sharp tooth death battle, Fubi smells something and rushes 50 feet to the cliff edge where he sees, finally, the Berry Valley. There is much rejoicing as the Yellow Bellies thank the baby gang for their help and reveal that Fubi, yes Fubi, is the wisest of the Yellow Bellies. To no one's surprise. Which is why he is called the Wise One this one time at this point in the film. And everyone just Because they mention that they're... The, the wise one will know what to do earlier in yeah, the movie. Yeah, but they don't, but I don't know why I don't yeah. say Fubi or say that Fubi is the wise one. Because the but it joke makes, is that they don't remember. Yeah, it's fair. And it does, and it's one of those things that they laid uh, uh, a trail of breadcrumbs for it to follow because when What's-His-Bucket can't find the rock that looks like them, Fubi is like turning his head to point him mm-hmm. in the direction and then, you know, yeah. So there there are, and Fubi also helps uh, save the one that jumps and would have fallen. So it's like there's mm-hmm. there's hints that Fubi is smarter than the others, even though he's completely silent. Well, mm-hmm. not silent, mute. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, no. He doesn't. He can't, he can't talk. Yeah, he doesn't speak the herbivore common. He does He does not speak the king's English. Like, there's, there's one point when uh, all of the yellow bellies are freaked out because Sarah yells at them. And so Fubi sticks his head under the ground and does a underneath the ground to uh wow that was louder than i thought it would be yeah you gotta turn away yeah see that's that you gotta turn away from that's better i don't usually make the uh, blocks of noise come on Kay, we're semi-professional ah (laughs) but um tickled me y'all yep because you're ticklish and cute (laughs) but like they they could have done literally anything else (laughs) A million other things. A million other things could have been done with this. (laughs) After the baby gang bids farewell to the yellow bellies and set off home, they run into their respective adults in a very, very stupid moment that tries to build tension as if it's going to be that a sharp tooth is coming after them. But we see, well, we can fucking see the long neck shadow as the adults get close, so we know that it's not... Anyways, the baby gang explains to the adults that they had to help some strangers, and that's why they left the Great Valley. And they followed the wisdoms, and they helped the yellow bellies, and they killed some sharp teeth, mm-hmm. and, and, and they forgot to follow the most important wisdom, stay in the Great Valley. You know, that wisdom they break all the time. Fuck this movie. Anyways, the narrator chimes back in saying, There are many wisdoms and many types of wisdom. And that all they knew they would, and that they all knew that they would have more wisdoms to learn as they grew in the Great Valley, in this land before, before time. time. We both flipped off the screen. Yep, I seriously contemplated snapping the disc in half. <sighs> and the fact, so there's there's a thing that I kind of feel with these movies and. It's, it's a trope that I see in a lot of children's media, and I think it's what can determine if children's media is good or not. If you have to say the lesson at the end, you didn't teach it right. 
if you have to go. And they learned that while their wisdoms were good, you other know, people have <laughs> wisdoms too. You know, I learned something today. <laughs> yeah, that's why they. That's why South Park mocks it is because it's. It, if you have to say that, did you show the le- Did you teach the lesson well? Yeah. No, you didn't. Oh. This isn't a fucking thesis paper. It should be because, like, again, we always bring it back to a much better show. But Steven Universe. <laughs> In their, like, even in Here Comes a Thought, you don't have, like, Steven turning to the camera going, I learned today that I need to face my inner demons and that I need to take a breath and realize it's okay that, yes, bad things happened, but no, they don't have that. They show the lesson. There, You can do that with children's media. Land Before Time once it gets to the once it gets to the end of this series they just don't give a fuck they really don't and then the, they'll just say the lesson oftentimes it won't reflect at all on what the lesson was that you, like it like what the lesson was presented like mm-hmm. in the movie yeah. it, they'll just say uh, the biggest one actually is earlier in the series with the time of the great giving where they at the end, just shoehorn. Yep. They all learned to share. Yep. That wasn't the fucking lesson. Yeah. Where was that lesson? I thought that this whole thing was about, like, don't be a bully, and that little bullies come from big bullies. Yeah. Like, basically, the lesson of that one was that shit runs downhill. Yeah. So if you're shitty to your kid, your kid's gonna grow up to be shitty to other people. Like, yeah. That seemed to be more of the lesson. Yeah, and, and with this one, it's like, they have to tell you what the lesson is because they didn't even present it well. Because, well, they had they had way they had uh, way too much fun with the balloon foley work. Yeah, and they had yeah. you know too much too much squeak toy noises it, to work in. It just it pissed me off so much because of the whole oh we're teaching that there are different customs. Everyone has the their own things that they consider to be the right way to do things. You know, I feel like that a better way that they could have tried to approach that was that if each of the different baby gang members tried to teach a wisdom to the the yellow bellies, Mm -hmm. and so it was like they're trying to approach it from different angles. Yes. That, I think, would have been a better way of trying to show that different groups have different ways of doing things. Yeah, because they kind of hand wave it at the very first song with, oh, well, mine are the say-sos, mine are the gotta-dos, and it's like you... There was no point to it, and also don't have the yellow bellies be stupid. Have them... You can have them be different. Yeah, have them be different. You can have them be quirky, Mm -hmm. but don't have them be rocks for brains. Yeah, don't do that, because that leads to a very fucking problematic language, or lesson. Like, I'm sorry, that is... mm, mm, That's not good. That's That ain't good, and... Uh-uh. Yeah. If I was a parent, I I would be like, oh, we ain't watching this one. Oh, there was a reason my family never bought these when they were coming mm-hmm. out. Because, like I said, I, my, you know, we love Land Before Time. Love Land mm-hmm. Before Time. I love that movie so much, even though it made me cry when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after I saw the second one, I was like, oh, no. These have gotten bad. Like, Well, and they don't try to shoehorn in lessons like they do... It, like, the first ones, they do a better job, minus the third one, of kind of being like, these are just movies. And if you learn something from it, great. And then after 
the the chart says that this children's media has to teach a yes lesson. and that i feel like journey to big water is about the point where they start doing that and great long neck migration was great that one is really that good. one is one of the better ones absolutely but then after it it's just the steep decline well and and when it comes i mean as humans we love to tell stories yes and Stories are how we impart wisdom or how we impart knowledge and information, mm-hmm. you know, before we had, you know, science and academia, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we still do that. We still tell each other stories to yeah. try and impart wisdom from our own life experiences. There is nothing wrong with trying to have a moral or a story yes. to, to a work of uh, fiction that you're trying to present to an audience. In fact, I encourage that. Yes. I think that that's great to have. Absolutely. But you do it well by having it be rooted in the world that it's in yes. and relevant to those in that world. Mm-hmm. And then the audience is supposed to watch it and then extrapolate their mm-hmm. meaning from it. Yep. It's just, but everything in this is just so, it, it, it it's, Pocket sand is the best it way is. to put it. It they is just, pocket they sand. They just pull it out of nowhere, throw it in your face, and you're going, ah, ah, what, what, ah, what is this? Yeah. I, I can't yeah. make it out. It's pocket sand. Uh, oh, my hell. It's bad. Anyways, okay. I really didn't like this one, and I'm glad that it's done. Me too. So, let's, uh, oh, God. Oh, no. We have to do the whole series now. Yes. Before we do the 14th movie. Yes. Because Kronos, the god of time, demands that we follow things in the order that we're laid out. (laughs) Yeah, so next we are going to be doing a recap of the Land Before Time TV series. It is a short series, thank God. Um, It's 26 episodes. It's just one season. They're short episodes, so we're going to give you a recap of them. uh, Just a brief one. Uh, and then after that, it'll be the 14th, and then we have to present our findings to Con and Dor because they demand it. And we want to keep our eyes to We want to keep our living. eyes and everything, and uh, then after that, we are free. Until the 15th movie, I'm sure. Uh, the Dark Future said that there will be more. Yeah. Curse you, Future K! I mean, it's not my fault that... That's why it's a future K. Future K didn't make... You're present K, as in you're a gift to me. Aww. Future K didn't write the other ones, or else they would be good. (laughs) No, but Future K told us of the impending darkness that is coming. Maybe that's to change it from happening. Do we have to go kill... (laughs) No! I mean, you basically just presented the Terminator 2 timeline of, we need to go kill this guy to stop Skynet. I just more felt like uh, saying, hey, uh, Universal Pictures. First of all, you fucking bastards. <laughs> you fucking bastards. Um, if you're looking for stories with the next 25 Land Before Time movies. Oh, guys, higher K. <laughs> higher K. You will not find you will not find a more passionate person about the Land Before Time or... Or someone who knows as much about dinosaurs and will give a shit. I I want these to be good. Just have me on as a consultant to say, hey, uh, maybe do another draft. You know, you you have a spray bottle too, so that when they do things you don't like, you can spray them. And like, oh, look at that, your draft is ruined. Go, go write a new one. <laughs> <laughs>
just, you know, or just give a shit. Just give a shit about these. We don't care if you're going to cast a celebrity to be a voice in one of these movies. No kid really cares about that. Stop giving condescending roles to the black voice yeah, actors. Yeah, give good roles to black voice actors and Asian voice actors and other you know, POC. Just stop um, making shitty characters. Stop making shitty characters. Uh, feather some more of your dinosaurs correctly, because there's going to be some egregious bad feathering in the 14th movie. Um, and it, it, in line with the 14th movie, stop casting vo- like these famous people just in whatever role, like I I know that it's a popular thing ever since Robin Williams was cast as the genie, but, you know, he was also really amazing as the genie, and that's Mm -hmm. why it worked. Um, So there's that. But anyway, that's just my plea. Please give a fuck. (laughs) Please give a fuck. If you're going to do more Land Before Times, just give a fuck. Anyway, next week will be the TV series. Give a fuck. Give a fuck. Don't sit there and be a duck. You have fucks within you like eggs that need to be laid. So, (laughs) Have I mentioned that I'm musically challenged? So anyways, thank you all for hanging with us on this, what is officially the worst uh, Land Before Time movie. Uh, Join us next time as we do a one-episode recap of the entire series. Uh, Of the TV series. Of the TV series. Thank you for clarification. That'll be fun to write on my part. (laughs) Wonder how that'll turn out. Dear God, now I'm not quite sure. Now I'm having even more second thoughts. Anyway, if you'd like to reach out to Kay and I, you can do so at our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our social medias, our Twitters, our Facebooks, our Instagrams, as well as a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have our own Not Safe for Work channel. Feel free to pop in, say hi, and, and uh, talk about how how uh, how disappointed you are in your childhood as you've become an adult. Uh <laughs> Uh. If you want to help out the show, uh, you can do that by going to your favorite podcatcher of choice and leaving a five-star review. You can say anything in that review. You can say... Fuck the yellow bellies. You probably can't say fuck in a review. But you can say, you know, Bay Piosaurus was done really dirty. And I feel bad for Bay Piosaurus. And... Uh, they are a good, good dinosaur that was done really dirty by this movie. And dear God, I feel so bad for them. You can say that. You can say you're, that you like clouds. You can say you like whatever your favorite food is. I don't know. what All that they care about really is a rating and a review. And that helps you move up the charts. Um, so it's it's just a really easy thing to do. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond that, though, really want to help out with uh, supporting the show, you can do that by going to our Patreon, which is Tone Deaf Musical. We have different tiers. We have uh, bonus episodes, all sorts of fun stuff there. Um, if you want a tangible way to show your love, you can get t-shirts, masks, hoodies from our Tee Public, which is linked on our website. But thank you. So much for sticking with us with this one, y'all. We promise we are almost through the Land Before Time movies. The tunnel 
there we can see there's some light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's red light. It might be hellfire. Uh, or it's, 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 I don't know, it's sunrise or sunset through this dark Sunrise, tunnel. sunset, sunrise, sunset. Anyway, that'll be <laughs> it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. Deaf. So what was that from? Sunrise, sunrise. Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, well, I, could, I haven't seen that since I was, like, that's, you know, that's okay. God, think, talking about moot movie musicals and musicals in general that are better than what we just saw. Besides, the only thing I remember from Fiddler on the Roof is if I were a rich man and tradition, tradition. <laughs> Life would be as shaky as a yellow